Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Grant, Trevor Wimblin, Human Fighter. Jenny, John Abermere, Human Crimson Lord. William, R. Ericocro, Mazak. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. Daniel, Fatten, Half-Elf Ranger. Ben Twig, or Shem, Rogue Bard, Goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. So Bertrand is walking through the streets of a very small city uh, called Gracia. You're okay. maybe halfway between Varen and the remains of where your family came from, the forge uh, at Terea, which is the, uh, the original home of the dwarves in this area, but it's been... It's not been inhabited by dwarves in 150, 200 years. Um, the dwarves kind of scattered from there to various places. But you're, you're in a small village, kind of in between the two. Um, and you're just kind of making your way around town. And it's, it's a pretty peaceful, pretty small village. But you do see one thing you don't commonly see this far north in Anwaru. You see orcs. Not in a way that people seem necessarily... Like, oh no, orcs get the militia. More like, oh no, the orcs are here. Everybody lock your doors. Okay. Uh, and they're just kind of roaming through the streets, doing orc stuff. Um, just, you know, causing general ruckus and commotion. There's four of them. They all have big... Are they actually doing something aggressive, or is it just people are reacting to the fact that they're orcs? A little both. Um, there is definitely some tipping over of carts. And some shoving of people as they kind of just saunter their way through town. It, there's nothing incredibly aggressive um, or necessarily violent, but they're just, they're kind of being a nuisance. Okay. Uh, and they're just kind of making their way through town. They turn a corner kind of 15 or 20 feet in front of you, and you hear them, uh, you hear one of them kind of yell at someone. You can you can tell it's sort of directed at someone, but it's in Orcish. Actually, okay. it's it's in common. You do actually understand it. And you, move, I old man. Understand Orcish too. Oh, you actually speak Orcish. Yeah, perfect. You speak Orcish. Yep. Uh, you hear him yell, "Move, old man!" And then you hear the sound of what sounds like a warhammer connect with glass, and you hear the glass shatter. Okay, um, I will move up to to investigate this. Um... As you kind of come around the corner, you hear laughing. And then you kind of, you can tell they're walking away. Okay. Uh, you, um, and you're kind of where you are now on the map. You've rounded the corner and you're in front of this business. And there's an older gentleman who looks like a, uh, he's a, he's a dwarf. He, he looks, right. he looks sort of like a, not necessarily a smith, but maybe like a glass maker. And okay. you see there are shards of stained glass all over the ground in front of what used to be a, would you think it was a, like a very uh, artistic picture window? Um, all right, I'll... And he, he doesn't look necessarily distressed and just more annoyed. Yeah. And he's kind of just muttering to himself as you walk up. I'll probably shout after the orcs um, in orcish. Knock it off or you're going to get, you know, chased out of here by the militia. <laughs> you hear the footsteps stop for a second. And the sound of orc confusion. Because they didn't see anyone else who should speak orcish. 
Yeah. Or that they I'll would probably, more, more accurately that they expect to. Some of us can understand you, you know. One of them yells back uh, in common, Don't make us come back there, puny human. And and they just they just keep moving away. Alright, I'll I'm gonna go check him for any signs of injury before I survey the, the scene too much. Uh he looks I'm guessing this is the dude here. Yeah, yeah. He looks fine. Okay. Um All right. he looks up at you. Yeah, don't worry about him. It's fine. They're, uh, are, are you all right? Uh, I'm fine. They're more of a nuisance than anything else. The window was like just a display. A... I can. It'll be all right. I have more I can put in its place. Looks like kind of a destructive nuisance. Eh, they are. They Break don't come here often. Pick up a couple pieces of the glass. Any idea why they're such a pain? Uh, they they like to think this is their territory, though. There's nothing official to say who controls Gracia or Varen, for that matter. You know, historically, Gracia and Varen are kind of in this weird little border zone. This weird little... So, like, imagine a Venn diagram where uh, Thassaran, which is the kingdom to the north, and Onwaru, the kingdom to the south, have their own distinct circles, and there's this very small area in the middle where they overlap, and that's where both Varen and Grazia kind of lay. This they... is like the Stolen Lands in Galarian. I forgot about those, yeah. I guess sort of similarly, yeah. So, like, Anwaru okay. technically has control of them, but most of the trade from the region goes to Thassaran. No one or the other necessarily protects it. It's just kind of this weird, unincorporated, but sort of not really controlled area. And so the, okay. the orcs are kind of the controlling faction of Anwaru, and they kind of do as they please in areas they believe at least to be theirs. Um, so they're just kind so of... So this is kind of the wild pick-a-direction-on-the-compass rose, huh? Right. Um, <clears throat> it's just kind of a... It's this sort of ours, but maybe sort of also yours, but definitely not either of ours, probably, area. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, have... that's the kind of thing where you get gangs and warlords, that's for sure. Ah, accurate. Accurate, friend. <laughs> ah, um, the pleasure is mine. Uh, you, you can call me Bretland. Uh, Bertrand. Stick a, a big meaty dwarf paw out and shake ah, his hand. Pleasure, friend, <laughs> pleasure. Mm, and... hey, boys, what can I do to help you here? He kind of sizes you up for a second. Cleric, yes? I... Ah, I see. Now, I knew, uh, I know, I know still, uh, though not uh, around here. I, I've, I've known many a cleric who had a way of fixing things. Not, not just people, be it. Oh, hey. <clears throat> I'll reach down and I'll take a couple of the pieces of glass that are, you know, obviously next to each other. Sure. Hold them up, you know, next to them and just cast mending and fuse them back together. Okay. Uh, as you do, and if you, if you kind of spend some time, and he kind of points in certain directions, uh, the shards slowly come up off the ground, and what appears like kind of back in place on the the wall of the building is this window. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, it uh, it took me some time, but it's uh, eh, well, why not? I love doing it. I, really, I, I appreciate your help. <laughs> no uh, problem. It's, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, Bertrand. Pleasure to meet you, too. Uh, 
Bertrand will probably shake his hand and kind of start heading off in the same general direction that the um, orcs went if he gets the sense that the conversation is over. Uh, may, may Yahweh smile upon the rest of your day. Aye, and yours too. And uh, <sighs> he kind of heads back inside. And okay. yeah. Yeah, Bertrand will probably, like I said, follow kind of the path that the orcs were doing since they're just kind of casually destructive. He's probably just going to kind of like wind a path through the city, like fix this broken window here, fix this smashed pottery there, you know, <laughs> heal this person's bruise. Right. Like, uh, just, you know, fixing stuff. So <clears throat> you have several chances to do so as you kind of make your way through the next five or even just the five or ten minutes. You fix a wheel on a wagon. Um, you fix a the side of a market stall. You kind of just work your way around. And you're kind of following a bit of a trail, not necessarily, but you can tell the direction they're going. And yeah. you know you're getting strikingly close to back to Bretland's store. Okay. And um... You hear a familiar shattering sound again. Oh, good grief. <clears throat> I'll dwarfly jog back that way. <laughs> I like that phrase. I'm going to use that later. <laughs> dwarfly jog. Uh, so you come well, around. You know, it's a short little leg, so it's kind of a It takes a moment or two. <laughs> All right, so you got to come back around this corner again. And there yep. are... Oh, wait. Figure moving. There we go. There are four orcs standing around in front of the window. Uh, and one of them is actually standing in, like, right in front of the doorway. Kind of blocking it. All right. And one of one of them standing off to the side, and he just kind of looks more annoyed than anything else. You can tell this is not really... His thing. He doesn't see the point. Um, you have something against craftsmanship? <clears throat> This one turns, that will be an orcish, by the way. This one turns and looks back at you. And he shoves one of his friends with his hammer. He's like, I told you I heard someone talking to us. He looks at you. Dwarf. Hi. Mm. You speak our tongue. That's most interesting. <laughs> Wait, did you fix this? Aye. That's pretty impressive, to be honest. Um... What are the chances we could pay you... Mixing accents. What are the chances we could pay you to follow us around, fix the cool stuff that we break, so that we can break it again? Not good. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <clears throat> uh, and we, the, the, the one furthest away... Looks at him, he's like, Gron, really? We're really going to do this? I'll, I'll look at the one that's furthest away and like, you seem like the voice of reason in this group. Why don't you exercise it and pull your friends out of here? Ah, <clears throat> uh, little dwarf. <laughs> it's funny because Bertrand really isn't that little. Re relatively speaking, not particularly. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's not very tall, but he's just like a tank. <laughs> dwarves, dwarves have this weird ability to be kind of square. Yeah. <laughs> Similar length, width, and uh, height all at the same time. Yeah. It's a curious feature of dwarves. Yeah. 
they're kind of cubic in stature. Worried uh, that they listened to me, we wouldn't be here in the first place. We weren't even supposed to be in this town. We were supposed to be... Yeah, I don't even remember where we were supposed to be going. These idiots took me on some detour. Something about giant meat legs from some store. I don't even think this is did the you, right town. Did you wind up getting them? Fortunately, <clears throat> yes. They weren't as good as I hoped. Well, you know, it, quantity over quality seldom works out well. I think that might actually be the problem. It wasn't enough quality. Or quantity or quality. Being an orc. Oh, that's just unfortunate. Very. Look. He, he, he looks at his friend. He's like, actually, I'm going to let you go ahead. I don't particularly want any trouble. But you guys need to stop smashing this window. He's worked very hard on it. I spent a bunch of time helping him get it put back together. I'm going to do it again. I would really rather that be the last thing that gets smashed today. And he will just kind of gently rest his hand on the head of his big old war hammer on his belt. And okay, so Let's not have any more smashing, okay? The the <laughs> the more frustrating of them looks at you is like, "See, this is what I'm talking about. You put it back together, I smash it again. You put it back together, I smash it again. You get the idea. This is what I'm no, looking for. I, I, the smashing is not a desirable part of the equation for me. I'm afraid. But I don't. He he looks confused. Like he doesn't understand not smashing. That that, that seems like a confusing concept for him. Look, there's there's plenty of things out there that you can smash. Just right. Not people's carefully made craftsmanship. That's just rude. But but. Okay, I'm confused again. I Okay, look, little 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 dwarf friend, if we're not going to work together, Grand Smash. I don't think that's going to go the way that you expect it to. So, I'd really rather not have to demonstrate. Sort of from the side, cuz you see Grand kind of step towards you, <coughs> the the more peaceful of them kind of just not like shakes his head and just sort of starts to walk off and he pauses and he makes this he grunts but it okay. almost sounds like not just a sound so much as a command or like a like a familiar call and this one oh. who's been guarding the door looks he's like he just kind of weighs like he almost he, he doesn't even hesitate he follows him okay Gron mm. looks annoyed. <sighs> Fine. Another day, little one. I sincerely hope not, but you do what you have to. <clears throat> we will see. I suppose we will. He turns and follows, and the last one, who's been kind of eyeing the window the whole time, and kind of the pieces, and you can tell he's being very contemplative, relative to, you know, orc. Um, he picks up two or three of the shards, turns them over in, in his hand. Mm. Beautiful. And he kind of... They are. It's, it's better unsmashed. Mm. Mm. Intriguing. You interested in learning this trade? 
Not particularly. If you but... change your mind about that... Thank you. And he, he sets oh. them down except for one. Alright. It's kind of this really clear, almost weirdly um, vibrant blue. Alright. And like, but kind of like mixed with a, a green. Really, really pretty shard. And he kind of, he makes these little cuts in his leather armor. Okay. And kind of weaves the shard in and out of them. And just kind of looks at you, smiles, nods, and walks off. All right. <clears throat> and they all walk away. And from behind you, you hear a woman's voice. All right. And at the same time, you see the door open and, and Bretland walks back out. And you, you hear... They're awfully persistent about breaking things, aren't they? <clears throat> she, she looks at you. That was most... Interesting. Hmm. Redlin, are you okay? Hi. I'm fine. Thanks to Bertrand I'll, here. I'll, uh, I'll look at the woman. I don't believe we've had the pleasure. <laughs> hmm. I don't believe uh, we have met in person. Your uh, your name is hey. Bertrand, yes? Hey. And you know you're pretty certain she's not been around at any point that's been said. Um. Hmm. You seem to have me at a bit of a disadvantage. You know who I am. I have no idea who you are, madam. I know only what Yahweh tells me. And what he told me two weeks ago was to go to the Grey Desert, which you you know is in sort of the bottom of Anwaru, and it's this massive desert that was once guarded by a great dragon. Okay. And also has a wandering group of adventurers, not really adventurers, a wandering group of lost people. There's four of them. They kind of wander the desert. People tend to avoid them because, judging by the large weapons they carry, that would be a good idea. <laughs> um, but no one really knows what their purpose is. They just know that it, the one person who got close enough to talk to them they're searching for their master. But they've been wandering that desert for 15 years. Hmm. And so... You're clear of the wandering, heavily armed, fearsome people. Gotcha. Yes. And the, you, the Grey Desert in and of itself is not a safe place. And, Deserts uh, usually aren't. <laughs> no, no, not typically. Uh, I know I was told two weeks ago to go to the Grey Desert and return with this. And from behind her shield, she pulls a sheet of metal. And you you look at it. Uh, make me a um, history roll. I was gonna say roll with advantage, but never mind. Uh, that's a nineteen. Uh, yep. So from your dwarven heritage, you recognize this only from uh, from legend. All this right. is a special type of metal you have only heard other dwarves talk about. What is it? It is called shame, and it is. It's almost clear. You can tell it's metal. It's heavy. It's it's actually it's not even heavy. It's light, and it borders on being like translucent. Not not exactly, but like you can see that light and color will clearly be visible on the other side of it. But it is 
sturdy metal. And you wow. know that it only comes from the desert of the Grey Dragon. There are these weird chasms where the way the sand rushes over it kind of works down and purifies this metal to the point that it's clear, almost. But this oh. is something you've only heard of. You've never actually seen it. Is that a sheet of shame? It is. Yahweh told me to go to the desert, find it, and bring it to you. Here. Uh, I don't know me? why. I just know this is where I'm supposed to bring it. And that there might be an issue with some orcs. So there's that. Well, they just left. I saw them. You handled them quite well. Yahweh tells me what he thinks I need to know and sends me places. This time he sent me here. She hands you the sheet of metal. And this is like, this is light, but this is quality. Like, your inner dwarf craftsman wants to do something with this like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Um, he hefts it and looks at her. He's like, did the Almighty give you any sort of guidance to pass along as to what I'm supposed to do with this? He did not. But she, she kind of glances around. Your shield. Good dwarf. Mm -hmm. hmm. And this is sort of just, you have sort of a very run-of-the-mill shield right now. Yeah. This is, this is pre- yeah trusty old wooden shield <laughs> yeah hmm and you say you've got like a it's solid it's you know good and metal and useful and it does its job but there's nothing particularly no anything about it yeah it's just kind of a shield hmm perhaps uh a craftsman as yourself will think of something and she just kind of nods Looks at uh, looks over at the the front of the store, Bretlin. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. And she just uh, starts to walk uh, away. Madam, one one last question. Who she are you? she keeps walking, but she's she's listening. Okay. Uh, I am the servant of the Creator. Until we meet again, Master Greystone. Fair enough. <laughs> And she just kind of, and she walks out of town. But you notice, right. you notice, so you're kind of in between Varen and the Forge. Gra right. Gracia kind of sits in that middle space. She's headed towards the Forge. Interesting. She heads in that general direction. You also recognize um, that while some people would probably just assume she was human, you're pretty sure this woman is a half-dwarf. All right, well, <laughs> dwarven and human kingdoms border each other, intermarriage happens. It does. No big deal. So, so this rather curious lady just kind of leaves town, and you you notice a couple of things. She has really nice armor. She has a really nice shield that looks kind of unusual to you. Like, it's not, um, like, there's probably more to it than just your regular shield. And that's just kind of, uh, she, she seems like a very curious one. Yeah, I'll say. Some kind of a prophetess or something. Bretlin walks over. 
Do you know who that was, Bertrand? Uh, she essentially politely refused to tell me. Most so no, interesting. I don't. She knew <laughs> she your name. name. She knew your <laughs> name and my name. I I I don't know who she is. Neither do I, and she left me with a hunk of something incredibly valuable. He takes one look at it. Huh. Hmm. You know, traditionally, uh, in, in what, what my father would do with a piece of Shane, he would make a shield. And in the middle, he would put glass. And he would cover that glass with the Shane to protect whatever design he put in the middle. I, I think I'll probably do that. He walks over, and he just kind of stares at the, the broken window for a minute, and he picks up 12 or... He picks up 12 or 14 pieces of the glass, but you notice he's very intentional with which ones he picks up. You see mixtures of, of reds and blues, some orange, uh, kind of a goldish-yellow a little bit of silver, and he walks over and he hands them to you. Hmm. I'm assuming you'll figure out what these are for. I am not particularly sure myself, but I think these are the right ones. How about I make you a deal? I? I'm, I'm away from home, and I don't have access to my usual glassworking tools and facilities. How about if I help you Rebuild your shop window is something maybe a little bit sturdier. We can work some metal weaving in and stuff. So the next time the orcs try and break it, it bounces off instead of shattering. And you let me use your facilities to um, turn all of this. I'll have the glass in one hand and the chain in the other into something that replaces this. And look at my shield. This way to the uh, this way to the work area, Bertrand. And he motions to the door. When you walk in, you see uh, a room with a lot of equipment you're used to and a lot of very intricate glass work. Okay. You're not really sure where all of this is going to end up because this is like... Grazia is not a big town by any means. Right. This is the kind of stuff that goes into chapels and cathedrals. And you notice one piece three pieces in the corner that are each at least 12 feet tall and three feet wide that are pure stained glass. A glass for cathedrals? I, uh, have some more curious jobs of late. Because if you don't, you should. This is masterful. Bertrand's kind of standing there, like, looking up at Yahweh sends me the most curious clients from a variety of curious places. Yes, he's known to do that with all of us. Do you... To an extent or another. <laughs> so it seems. And he looks kind of back outside in the direction <laughs> yeah, she you, walked away if from. You, if you look at Bertrand, like, the thought bubble over his head is just like scrolling text and geometric diagrams. <laughs> he is like deep in thought right now. He's, he's going <laughs> just, full he's going yeah. full forge cleric right now yeah, you can you can just see 
see like the equations like scrolling by over his head, the diagrams appearing in the air, like. <laughs> hmm. As the creator leads, so we follow. I. Hmm. Perhaps we get to make a little bit of lesser creation to honor him. Amen. Okay. Uh, welcome to City on Hill Gaming. I am Ryan. I'm the Dungeon Master. Joining me this evening for a special side quest is Peter. Hi. Peter. I am Peter from the Saving the Game podcast. That's him. So uh, we came together tonight to do a little side quest uh, as sort of a backstory thing for Peter's character for our current actual play campaign, Bertrand Greystone. Uh, Peter, why don't you tell him a little bit about Bertrand? And when right, you're done, so... tell them a little bit about Saving the Game. <clears throat> Will do. Uh, Bertrand is a dwarf from up in the mountains. Um, he is, uh, I made him around the idea of fixing things. Um, so Bertrand is the kind of person who can repair like broken limbs, broken spirits, broken glassware. He's, he's got a lot of different skills. Um, he's a forge cleric. And he's all focused around like reparation and restoration. Um, he tries to. He's very redemptive in his thinking. Like he'll, if you've ever seen that um, Kintsugi that uh, the Japanese do, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, where they, they put broken pottery back together with gold. Ooh. He's never seen or heard of that because that's not a dwarven thing in this setting from what I understand. But like, that's his mindset, you know, take this this thing that has experienced something bad or this person that's been through a traumatic event and restore them as much as possible. I've, so, I've looked that up. It's very beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, it's, it's like one of those things that just, you know, begs to be used as an analogy. But that was that was kind of one of the things that was in my brain as I was creating this guy. So that's that's kind of the essence of Bertrand. And then, you know, I mean. If you're going to make somebody who's like that a dwarf makes perfect sense you mm -hmm. know they're they're known for their craftsmanship and stuff um <clears throat> as far as uh saving the game uh we're a christian podcast that focuses on um tabletop rpgs and collaborative storytelling we're more on the practical advice side of things than what we do here on city on a hill so um we talk a lot about like gaming technique uh we talk to people who use gaming uh, kind of the way that Bertrand uses his skills as a, a thing to help people with. So we've, we've spoken to people who use it as a therapeutic tool. Um, we've talked to academic people who are digging into the psychology of it and people who use it in like ministries and that sort of thing. Uh, we've been running for about six and a half years now. We've bi-weekly podcast. Um, I also write a blog on off weeks. If you want to check that out, that's all of that's over at sggcast.org. We've got an active Discord that's a nice community to hang out in, and we do a weekly Twitch stream on Friday where we stream some video games and chat with our community members who show up. Um, so that's that's pretty much saving the game. Go, go uh, take in go take in all of their content, like like as soon as we're done talking. Go go listen to all the things, <laughs> well, and and the blog I, I appreciate... and the, the YouTube channel now too. Yeah, yeah, we've we've started moving our episodes over to YouTube. That is a work in progress as of this recording, but it's happening slowly. Um, we, we found out recently that uh, YouTube is the biggest venue for podcasts, which kind of made us all scratch our heads because we're 
used to using like podcatcher episodes and stuff but me too or uh, podcatcher <laughs> applications rather stuff but you know hey if that's how people want to consume it who are we to argue so fair yeah so that is saving the game uh they are yep. joining us for this current campaign uh our second campaign here on city on the hill uh we have one episode out currently uh episode one from session one is available uh, on all your favorite uh podcast apps i hope um and then about the same time this uh, releases, we will also have episode two out, which will be the second half of session number one. And uh, this actual recording we're doing tonight is a special sub-series we do called Side Quests, which are sometimes main characters, sometimes not. Um, these special little stories that are sometimes only tangentially related to what's going on in the main quest, or sometimes may not be related at all. There's just these kind of little separate, off in the distance, uh, little stories we like to tell. Uh, this is the second one you've been on, I think. You guys, you did one with Peter, mm -hmm. where it was you, Grant, and Jenny. Yeah, I I did one where I played a um, gigantic furbolg <laughs> a yes. couple of times. Yeah, we've uh, we've had oh. a couple of those, and I th we already have one side quest out for campaign number two that is featuring Jenny's character, uh, John, her human crimsonborn. And my intention, we'll, we'll see what we can work through in the coming weeks and months, is to get out a side quest for a backstory element for each of our six main characters. Uh, Peter, Grant, Jenny, Ben, Daniel, and William uh, to each have their own side quest. So we'll, you guys will be seeing those in the coming uh, weeks and months. I've already got some ideas for a couple of different things. We'll, we'll see what happens. So Peter, thank you for joining us. No problem. And uh, thank you guys for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter Grant and Jenny at stgcast.org or at saving the game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Hey guys, Ryan from City on the Hill here. Just wanted to pop in and give you guys a list of some really cool podcasts you may or may not be listening to that we really think you should check out. Let's start with an, a new one. Uh, I'm a big fan of A Christian Gaming Podcast, A underscore CG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Raina is doing a great job. She actually just started very recently. I think just released episode uh, seven this week or uh, near the end of February. She may have a couple more episodes coming out. It's kind of a general video games, faith, all that stuff, podcast. Go check her out. She's She started out, she's really new, but she's doing a great job. Definitely recommend it. Uh, go check out Saving the Game, obviously. A tabletop RPG and faith podcast. They talk about all sorts of very cool stuff. Uh, we're big fans of them. They're on here with us for the actual play. I definitely recommend them. Uh, go check out uh, the MinMax podcast, another sort of theology and tabletop gaming podcast. Uh, Ashley, Allen, and Kyle are awesome. Go give them a listen. Uh, go check out the guys at Inroads Ministries uh, with uh, Game Store Profits, Mike Perna, uh, Jeff Romo, and that group. Uh, they do some awesome board game stuff and just some awesome nerd ministry stuff. Uh, check out Tony T and the crew, uh, Stephen, Lise Marie, Neff. Uh, Jackie and Nick over at 
the Nerd of God cast. Uh, it's sort of a general all things nerd and also all things God. Uh, as Tony says, Christ culture and nerd culture coming together for some sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Go check them out. Uh, and check out the guys from Geek at Arms. Uh, just three Christian dudes hanging out, talking about all the nerd things they love. Uh, those are just some awesome nerd podcasts, some Christian podcasts. We highly recommend them. Go check them out. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.